This is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. This hour, we're featuring the music of Public Disco Porch. It's the collaborative brainchild of Spencer McCreary. Originally from York, Pennsylvania, Spencer released an album called The Gospel of York, which calls upon influences from his time both there and abroad. The songs feature, at times, complex arrangements and combinations of musical textures, but recording them took on a more spontaneous process. It is wooded space to make really crazy random music with as many people as I can. Yeah, a lot of it is like bring people in and then say, go, you know. Your first take, just play whatever you feel. It's a safe space, you know, to yeah. kind of just create. Well, however it ends up, it ends up. Who cares about what you heard? Just, you know, let it happen. We'll hear tracks from the album and songs performed live here in Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. It's Public Disco Porch this hour on Sessions from Studio A. Stay tuned. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. We're featuring the music of Public Disco Porch this hour. That's the collaborative project headed by Spencer McCreary from his uh, space podium, as he calls it, in the center of his musical universe. We'll hear a couple of tracks off of Spencer's album, Gospel of York. That's his tribute to his hometown, York, Pennsylvania. We'll also hear a live performance in Studio A featuring a whole host of musical textures, synths, creative use of auto-tune, an out-of-tune piano, two drummers, lots of stuff going on. Let's dive right in. Here's one live in Studio A. This is N64. It's Public Disco Porch on Sessions from Studio A. Public Disco Porch performing N64 live in Studio A. Public Disco Porch. I have two members of Public Disco Porch here. Well, there is there really only one? Or uh, how no, does that work? It, it's, a, it's a growing family, okay. so many members. Well, let's have you two introduce yourselves and talk about what you contribute to this. Project. I'm Spencer, and I contribute the music songs, or at least the rough skeleton ideas of them. I am Jason Perez, and I play drums. Tell us who else was uh, playing in the live performance today. Yeah, today we had Matthew Kopecki on drum kit as well, and then uh, Joel Stapleton, my right-hand man, on keys and piano, or like synthesizers and piano, and then uh, Mina MacArthur on voice. 
fantastic. Yeah. And you opted to go, you, despite my objections, or not really objections, but warnings about, you know, the piano being out of tune. And you, oh yeah, it was awesome. Why? Um, sometimes, so, uh, like, I, I just played or yeah, played and helped mix a project by a band, a guy named Eric Novak. His project called Dissonant Dessert. And he kind of like experimented a lot with like open or random tunings and like detuning of uh, violins or just like finding an instrument and picking it up and playing it in its original state. So uh, I've been trying to kind of take that spirit from that project and bring it into all the stuff that I've been doing, whether that be like mixing music, producing or writing or performing, uh, just because that's really cool. It's like very uh, honest, I guess. So we like walked into this room and there was a, piano that it goes out of tune apparently or something yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah and it uh, hasn't been tuned in probably a year <laughs> cool and the crunch was like it like adds a, a te- like an element or texture that is impossible to create on like a computer or something um which i'm really excited about and into is so whenever i can find stuff like that i'm like okay that's great and it also sounds like you walked into like a new new orleans bar or something or like <laughs> your, your grandmother's house or something right yeah, yeah. so yeah, appreciate you letting us see that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so let's kind of back up and talk about Public Disco Porch. Yeah. What is it? It is some sort of void, voided space to make really crazy random music with as many people as I can. Um, I had a bunch of songs laying around that aren't part of another band that I play in and sing in. And I was like, man, I like these songs, but they just don't fit, like, aesthetically or... Uh, texturally, so started just asking some of my other buddies that I play with. Um, I reached out to Jason just because, like, we did this tunes for a minute, which he can probably speak more towards, which is just like collaborating with people, ran like in a very short amount of time, like an hour, and writing a one minute long song. Uh, so kind of taking that spirit from that experience and saying, okay, we got to bring as many people into a room and create as much mayhem as we can, and then kind of sift through it and like pick up these pieces and say. How do these assemble into a song or record? And uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the idea of Public Disco Porch. And <clears throat> the name came from my wife's uncle was like, we were playing like a game like Balderdash or something. And he was like trying to explain it or charades. He's like, yeah, like, you know, it's like one of those uh, like public disco porches. And we were like, what? <laughs> what is a public <laughs> disco porch? Like, I want to be part of that. And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, what I'm writing this down. What is a public disco porch? <laughs> yeah. I think he meant like, in the 70s, maybe there were, like, these balconies that people would, like, disco oh, on. okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's it. Nice. And so the best name became? became. Yeah. I, I still think it is the one of the best band names I've heard in a while. It's good. I like you know, it. Because you can, you can kind of tell it came from something. You know, there was something behind it. It's not just a <laughs> poof there it was. Yeah. Like, I also like how long it is. That, that was another reason that it stuck, because it's, like... You know, people don't really want to, like, I'll, like, come into a venue, and then some people be like, oh, are you Disco Porch? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, there's like, one other iteration. You got it. You missed the word, but yeah. One more, yeah. yeah. Are you the public Disco Porch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, we just heard you play the song N64 here in Studio A. Tell us about that song. Yeah, N64 is about this, like, um, me and my brother play Super Smash Bros. a lot when I'm home in Pennsylvania, and uh, he... And I, he like convinced me to move back out to Chicago when our childhood home had like a fire and there was this large portion of it that was burnt significantly. And my family was living in my grandmother's house. And so we were playing a lot of Super Smash Bros. And uh, he kind of said like, dude, you gotta, if you don't like go back to Chicago and do this music thing slash like play with those people, I'll punch you in <laughs> places you don't want to punch. And so I was like, okay. I'll so do encouraging. It. Yeah, and he's like younger than me, so it was really cool that he had like this insight that I wasn't even sure if I had. And uh, we like talked a lot about like faith and religion and all that in playing Super Smash Bros. So it's like a very <laughs> um, heavy song for like a light title, which I like that juxtaposition. So uh, I talked about it. It's like very subtle, but yeah, that's what that song's about. That's cool. All right, well, what about this next one that we're going to hear you play, Cakeland? Uh, Cakeland is this, like, uh, base, it's like the same chordal structure as uh, N64, and it comes right after it on the record, The Gospel of York. 
and the title came from there's this really incredible saxophone player that lives in Oak Park, or he lives in Berlin, but his name's Chris Weller. He plays in a band called Hanging Hearts, but he's just insane, like very Colin Stetson esque. And he was recording the sax solo in the recording, and then uh, at the end, there's this like Irish phrase. The whole end of the song is like a bunch of Irish phrases, and uh, one of them is. Mmm, Crake Lad. And he thought that I was saying, Mmm, Cake Land. So I was like, I Whoa, that's the name of the song, though, for sure. <laughs> um, so it's also kind of this, like, um, personal, like, a lot of the lyrics are uh, pretty vague, but heavy for me. So anytime I play it, it changes meaning for me. But um, it was written around the same time as, like, N64 and has, like, a very similar kind of message so i put them just back to back on the record and my favorite recording of it is uh we did another live session with jason and a bunch of other musicians uh at echo mill downtown Mm -hmm. shout out matt holmes yeah matt is in wizard and we did kind of something similar here like nobody kind of had met and i brought them all into the studio and played that recording and that recording of that song is like really really heavy for a yeah, whole ton of reasons but yeah yeah that was a good session yeah that was a we it was very emotional you know it was kind of like i don't know why but cleansing. everybody was like oh boy yeah it was re- yeah it was frenzied i like that now is that's the one that turned into the gospel of york then or no this was just oh, like okay. another recording that we had oh, of that okay. song but okay. yeah that uh it embodies like the spirit of it the best, maybe even better than the studio recording. But um, we got pretty close here today, actually, too. Yeah, it was felt different nice. than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah. We're going to talk about that album, Gospel of York, in just a little bit here, but let's hear that song. It's Cakeland, and it's Public Disco Porch on sessions from Studio A.
Quakers alone as she comes. Sure, look at it, hung by mistake, kept on being trapped with all your favor. What foot do you kick with? A bird was coined. I'm in a hay, breaking past the labor. I'm on a pair, build out your favor. I'm away Cakeland, it's Public Disco Porch live in Studio A. Check out the behind-the-scenes video from their in-studio session in the show archives, along with performances from plenty of other great regional and touring artists. Again, it's all at WNIJ.org. And there's more music coming up this hour when our session with Public Disco Porch continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. We are featuring the music of Public Disco Porch this hour. And the album that Public Disco Porch has out is called The Gospel of York. Spencer, tell us about this album, Gospel of York. So I'm from a a town called York, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's this awesome city that is old and has tons of history you're like in it and you kind of feel like you're in boston or something like cobblestone roads and really really old buildings that you know, the declaration was probably talked about and and our claim to fame is that it's the first capital or something which i don't know if it actually is but that's what they say and um yeah we uh it, ne- it needs a lot of help the the town for just um artistically and it's on. It's like really working. There's like people that are doing really, really good work back where I'm from, and uh, at some point, I'd like to get back out there and and be part of that community. And uh, it was a little like self righteous to call the album that here is like the gospel of York, but um, that's basically how I feel about it. Like a lot of the songs are directed to that like community and uh, people that I've grown up, or like people from my past and places from my past, especially like. Yeah, places that I would just go hang out and uh, kind of try and find yourself in. And um, so I felt like it was the most accurate description of what that collection of songs means. But kind of yeah, pretty pretty self righteous to say that I'm bringing a gospel. <laughs> Spencer's letter to the right. Yorkians. The York. <laughs> yes. And we, yeah, when we debuted, we debuted. Yeah, like we like went back to York and. The first time it was ever played live was like downtown York outside in like this courtyard, which was pretty cool. So um, they were, it was very well received by the people that were there. And they, I think people that were like actually listening understood what I was trying to say. So yeah, that they're, we're turning a corner, I think though, York. So God bless them all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do like a, like a fundraiser show over here or sense. at least like an <laughs> awareness. <laughs> York awareness <laughs> yeah. live. What color ribbon would that be? Mm. My initial thought was blue, but I don't know anything about. No, no, like a uh, marigold yellow. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Like this, the, the color of these mic cables. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's hear a couple of tracks from the album Gospel of York. This is $60 t-shirt. It's Public Disco Porch on Sessions from Studio A.
Public Disco Porch with $60 t-shirt. Here's another one from that album, Gospel of York. This is the title track. It's Public Disco Porch here on Sessions from Studio A. Driving on your little lines 
Disco Porch, and that's the title track from the album Gospel of York, right here on Sessions from Studio A. Now getting back uh, into the studio here, Spencer and uh, Jason. Uh, so guys, I'm really curious how these eclectic songs come together. Let's talk about that. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the songs started from just like um, little sam- like little samples of things, and um, like I was in Greece, and there was this guy singing. Like he, I think he was a homeless person and he was walking around and we were like at this really awesome cafe and I had my phone and like this little program called iMachine 2 where you can sample and play stuff but he stood up on a chair and started singing that like sample that is in that song and I got it and saved it and then went back here to Chicago and started playing around with like keyboard uh, like running keyboards through guitar amplifiers like sitting outside of my apartment and trying to get like weird sounds to build around it but then it kind of like I, I didn't want these songs to be just me playing um so uh yeah a lot of it is like bring people in and then say go you know your first take just play whatever you feel and then like I mean we, we've had me and Jason have had like times where we were recording something and I'm just like don't really think the first time and then he'll play something and we're like oh that was cool and then he'll come back and listen and say Oh, I think this would be cool. Or like the drums cut out here, you know. Like a lot of that stuff has been happening more and more, which is awesome. So it's it, like a it's a safe space, you know, to yeah. kind of just create. So a lot of it, when when he gave me when he sent me the first few singles, um, he was like, "Well, let's just well, however it ends up, it ends up, you know." When in a live recording setting, like who who cares about what you heard? Just let it, you know, let it happen. Um, so that's kind of how they like the songs are completed. More so, it's with everybody in the room. Yes, when it, it's time. It sounds like you guys kind of have like a. It's almost like a stream of consciousness kind of, but group. Yeah. Con- so I imagine that when you guys are trying to do your you track all the time when you're just you're recording when you're flashing stuff out yeah, all the time and you go definitely. back and kind of sort through it, listen through. Yeah, that's, lot, it's it's like go go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, a lot of the stuff that like ends up on the actual like released things are um pretty live take like pretty just one full takes of stuff um outside of you know like keyboards being sampled and all that but like drum tracks are usually as much of a performance as we can get because it is such so exciting to do it live in that way like to bring like matthew kopecki has never played i was gonna ask yeah so you guys were having like a little huddle between each Mm -hmm. each uh um each track there uh how's that been so he just started playing with you guys i mean yeah like first time ever yeah, yeah. we didn't oh, rehearse wow. yeah. we didn't yeah i think the today. last what yeah we have today yeah. is yeah. today well, was yeah. rehearsal <laughs> for sure that's, which is i mean that's a to answer the second party question that's like i don't try and pl- i purposely try not to play these songs out solo just because um 
part of the excitement is like experiencing the music that I'm writing in new ways. Like, and to do that is just you force yourself into a situation where you're like, okay, I know this guy is a really good player and I like the music that he writes. And like Matthew is just an incredible musician. Uh, like he plays guitar and bass and sings and yeah, he's a monster. And I should say yeah. he's been here uh, before. He oh, did nice. his uh, Oblio and Arrow stuff, uh, just solo, but oh, um, cool. some of our listeners may remember him. From awesome. That, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just, inc- like, musicianship-wise is, is just kind of, uh, among the scene of musicians, like, in the Chicagoland area, I think he's probably in the upper echelon. And then, so to send a person like that a message and be like, hey, we're going to try this, you know, it's not really a jam band thing. There's, like, songs, and we have direction to them but here they are like feel free to play whatever you want on them and uh yeah i i like doing that or not playing just by myself because then it, it it's like very very like cleansing for me to experience my music or the music that i've been writing in completely different ways every time it happens mm. which is awesome so yeah it, it kind of takes on this living art yeah. Mm, Constantly yeah. changing. Yeah. That's, 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 that's interesting. And there's always, I mean, right before Joel left, uh, he said, I was like, hey, man, thanks for coming. And he said, yeah, it's always like a, a scary surprise, uh, this, this <laughs> thing. Because I sent him a message, I'm like, hey, uh, our bass player dropped out. He's sick. He can't play. So Joel's like, I was like, so if you can build like a bass patch, that'd be cool. If not, who cares? So then we like went into it without a bass player. And then I played bass on some songs. And uh, but we had two drum kits, so there's like lots of low we frequency could energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, hopefully. So yeah, it, was, it all works out, and th- that's kind of how it always goes. Is like you kind of start the set like, oh, this is going to be terrible, but it never, never really becomes terrible, huh. too, t- too terrible. That's the that's the thing for me is the that is the uh, the tick or the, the the reason I go back the drug, if you would. <laughs> is sorry. You can cut that out. It's fine. Hopefully. This is public radio. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> so th- that's the reason I go back is is that moment when you're you're on the kit. You know, everybody's on their instrument. We've talked about it. We've heard it. We've we've had these ideas of what we might do on it. But then when when it's go time, it's it's I don't know. There's like this live, like you said, like the stream of thought, stream of consciousness, sort of live art happening. That it, it won't be the same the next time. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we've you know, we've spent a lot of years and for me it even goes deeper to like uh, just as an artist as a as like on a personal level I don't want to kind of revert back to you know uh making it perfect. Yeah. You know, because then you spend too much time in the room and you spend too much time thinking about it and it's like if you don't just jump off it it won't happen and so like documenting that that leap of faith moment and then moving on, and then, you know, writing more songs. Yeah. Well, let's hear some more of that live art performed here in Studio A. Uh, tell us about this next one, 777. Yeah, 777 was, like, um, so simple, like, such a simple little riff that I had that I would, like, play on the mandolin, and then I was like, okay, well, it sounds dumb on the mandolin. I don't want to sound like I'm, like, sitting around a campfire at a youth Christian camp. <laughs> so here is a... <laughs> Here's an electric guitar, man. So, yeah, that, that uh, it kind of just built out really, really organically and fast. And um, yeah, Jason and Mark both played on that recording, and uh, it kind of all kind of the same vein. Uh, talks about a little bit about like, I mean, seven 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 is another like pretty holy number um, that is one digit away from like you know. 666 kind of thing and there's just a lot of contradicting lyrics in that again that are maybe vague but if you sit down and read them it makes a lot more sense if you just like listen to me preaching from my podium it might not be (laughs) your space podium yeah it might not land but you have to hear yeah if you read them they're out there somewhere (laughs) space podium i'm so glad that we have that idea now (laughs) that's great i have a vision 777 for me was was uh kind of like Spencer turning on the heat, you know, or turning up the heat. Um, he was, you know, he mentioned Public Disco Porch. I think at least the idea of it when we first met two years ago, uh, we were doing the my podcast and he was like, hey, that was really fun. You know, I like, I like the idea of collaboration 
and then all of a sudden was like, hey, let's let's write some songs or whatever. Yeah, sure, let's do it. And then, you know, a few, however went by, however much time, and he's like, hey, I've got this, you know, I've, I've got these few songs, you want to learn them and we can play a show. And then within a month, maybe, he's like, hey, I'm going to release this single, you want to come over and write some stuff for it? I'm like, what? Yeah, sure. And then, you know, it was just like, okay, here's another single, here's another. And I think that's that's key today because there's that idea that you have to have the album and you have to have, uh, you know, the merch and you have to sell physical copies when it's like, forget, you know, the five song, six song EPs or whatever, like just put it out. And he's, he's, he's right on there. You know, he was, he was, uh, very quick Hmm. to jump on that. And from where we are now to, or from where the idea started in his head to today, it's, it's already more than, than what you would have, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I love the idea of an album. Like, I listen to albums pretty much exclusively. Uh, but I do, with, the, with this idea of, like, collaborating as much as possible, it makes a little more sense to say, um, here is this little body of work that had a bunch of people on it, and then there's another song that has another bunch of people on it. Maybe some, there's, like, some crossover, but it becomes, like, a little bit more, It's it starts to appear more vast and, like, um, widespread if there's many different things coming out that a lot of people have worked on as opposed to like here's one thing that 700 people played on it, it yeah for me it becomes like kind of too finite in time whereas like a lot of this is like so fluid that mm-hmm. it's like who knows where we're going to be recording next you know like we might go out to a studio in august and make something so that shouldn't really be part of the session that we did at my apartment or something you know yeah all right, this is 777. It's Public Disco Porch on Sessions from Studio A. I was old 
Public Disco Porch with 777 here on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. Check out that behind-the-scenes video from their Studio A performance at our website in the show archives. That's at WNIJ.org. And, of course, there are plenty of other performances from great regional and touring artists there as well. Again, WNIJ.org is where you can find all of that. More music coming up when our session with Public Disco Porch continues on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. We are featuring the music of Public Disco Porch. This hour, we've been hearing some tracks off the album Gospel of York, also tunes performed live here in Studio A. We're going to hear more of that performance in Studio A in just a moment. This next one's called Nia Smyrny. Spencer, tell us about this song. Uh, yeah, Nia Smyrny, that's the song that I was mentioning, this like sample of a guy in Greece that starts off with him just singing um like by the sea and there's like sea noise in there too which i i love because it sounds like white noise almost but um yeah it was a that was that was the song that like kicked off um this whole project like uh, i had a bunch of little yeah samples and then that like keyboard riff i wrote on my phone on a rooftop in greece and it just was like dude i need to just start making as much sound as possible and uh it was like a wake up call and the end of that song uh, usually has like a bunch of horns and like saxophones and today it was pretty bassy and dirty which is fun yeah. but uh yeah it was just like this return to uh songwriting for me um and uh, what that looks like and kind of how the route that it took to get to this to that level um just cuz for a long, long time, it was like holding a guitar and playing like an E or like a C chord or something. Be like, oh, that sounds nice. And then I'm going to play a D chord. You know? And songwriting for me was like always on the guitar. And then I was trying to break free from that and say, there's other ways to do this. There has to be. Like, how can I find a new path, you know, um, to ski down and say, here is a new kind of vibe for music as opposed to. Because there's so many formulas to write good songs. Like you can you can go about any number of ways to say here I'm gonna write it as a bridge verse chorus bridge verse chorus kind of thing. And this song was the first time that it like didn't have any of that. It was just this like monotonous loop that just gets changed a bunch. And then there's one chorus thing that Beck uh, mine and MacArthur sang on, and yeah, it just like really kind of solidified. Okay, I can do this just in a way that makes sense to me. It doesn't have to be what would play on, uh, you know, 98.3 or something. So, um, a, B, screw 98.3. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was, uh, that was like the arrival of my confidence as a songwriter, I think. So hmm. that's why it's like pretty emphatic at the end. But yeah. Public Disco Porch performing Nea Smyrny live in Studio A.
Public Disco Porch with Nea Smyrny live in Studio A. And our final one for this hour will be And Also With You. It's another tune from that album, Gospel of York. It's Public Disco Porch on Sessions from Studio A. Public Disco Porch performing and also with you live in Studio A. Public Disco Porch was recorded in Studio A at WNIJ's studios in DeKalb. You can find a link to the music of Public Disco Porch. Also some behind-the-scenes video from their performance in Studio A at our website. That's at WNIJ.org. And, of course, there are plenty of other great regional and touring artists there in the show archives. 
Again, that's all at WNIJ.org. Sessions from Studio A was produced by yours truly and Spencer Tritt. Keep up with what's going on in and out of Studio A by following us on Instagram. You'll find us at Sessions WNIJ. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. And, of course, we are always looking for the next artist to feature on the show. Send those submissions and suggestions to sessions at niu.edu. Until next time, I'm Carl Nelson. This is Sessions from Studio A. Thanks for listening.